Do you hear the call of the Guardians? This is Skull Babylon, and you're about to listen to Paradigm Shift Radio, episode 136, a global full moon meditation, dream guardian activation journey. Through this guided meditation, we journey further into the realms of the imagination and into new layers of the dream. Reuniting with familiar friends, you will find yourself in the midst of a real story and shared visceral experience created to help activate the bravery and courage of the dream guardian within. As we continue to expand our role through the many layers of this reality and bring more light into it as we continue to help shift the paradigms. As always, please share this show with your friends and leave your comments afterwards as to what this experience was for you. Sync up with more of the ongoing project through the main website of ParadigmShiftCentral.com, a real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness. Thank you again for being a part of something bigger than we may ever even know. Your journey awaits. Much love. Through each new layer of the dream, the Guardian awakens. Aloha dreamers, shifters, conscious co-creators within this beautiful holographic matrix. This is Brendan, aka Skull Babylon, aka Wolf Shield, joining you here for another beautiful global full moon meditation, dream guardian activation journey. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in live to this broadcast here through Paradigm Shift Radio. This is going to be, once again, another very exciting, visceral experience here for this full moon global meditation that we're doing. So a huge shout out to everyone tuning into this, for a huge shout out to everyone tuning into this live and everyone in the future. As for, you, as for usual, just inviting you guys to share the show with your friends. Let them know that it is live. Let them know that we are here. Let them know that we are doing this now. And of course, if I can just get an 11-11 in the chat to make sure that you guys can hear me loud and clear to make sure that things are coming through, even though I know they are. But again, give you guys a little ping, give you guys a shout out. Thank you so much for being here. So for those of you who may be new, this is something very exciting. I explain a little bit to you about what it is that we are doing, what it is that we are co-creating, and of course, a little bit more about this project. So this is a full moon meditation, and it's not your regular meditation. This is going to be a lot like a first-person experience, kind of like a first-person story, almost like a movie that you become a part of. One of the best ways I can describe it is a visceral guided lucid dream in a sense. So of course, this is a part of the bigger project at paradigmshiftcentral.com, which is a real team to help shift consciousness. And one of the ways that we play the game is you can check out more on the website you can check it out it is a platform a social media platform encouraging people to be able to document their ongoing spiritual journeys to share their voice to share their own perspectives through the quest journals and the conscious articles and you can check out lots of amazing things already online including recordings from past global meditations which i definitely recommend checking out as well as other live ongoing broadcasts that we have within the project so there's a lot to check out and these full moon meditations are definitely a very exciting part of this experience. So as I said, we're going to cover some basics and then we're going to get right into this and we're going to make sure that we have like as much time uh, as, as we can to be able to really flesh out, to really be able to sink in to this experience. So as I mentioned, just these type of meditations, they're about bringing in the visceral connection to the imagination, really sinking in to the integrity of our focus. And I'll explain a little bit about that, but this is going to be, so again, very imagination 
meditation oriented while still bringing in like basic concepts of meditation, including focus and creation and everything like that. So there's elements to this where I'll explain it as we go into it. But basically, one of the things that I want to be able to let you guys know is that within this meditation tonight, one of the best ways, and some of you saw my post ahead of time about this, is that this meditation is going to be challenging. And in particular, I mean that it's also going to be very emotionally challenging. And there may be parts that are going to make people cry, but in good ways. And we've done meditations before where plenty of people have cried and that's part of the experience. That's part of the journey. So these meditations, they're literally bringing you into an experience that you can learn from and that you can grow from. And that is what this is about in terms of activating the dream guardian, because of course these meditations, they're inspiration for us to continue our journeys beyond this story alone, beyond this broadcast alone, to be able to continue to choose to be the change that we wish to see in the world around us by bringing more light into it. This is parallel to the light guardians, to the shifters, to the modern day resurgence of the Jedi, the pillars of light that many of us have heard the call to step into. So this broadcast is a way for us to sync up on this beautiful full moon to, to align and to really bring forth a very exciting co-created experience so of course those 11 11s are in the chat so thank you so much guys for being here thank you so much and please continuing to share the show with your friends again even if you're listening to this live in the future just let them know this experience is something that can be tapped into beyond the present moment and we definitely want to be able to invite people in Within the later part of the meditation, there will be a part where we are collectively sharing intention towards putting healing and love energy into the earth grid. So that's part of the reason why we want to be able to invite more people to be tuned into this. So in particular, when I said that this meditation will be challenging, again, I want to give you guys a little bit of a heads up on this one because the theme with this one is going to be a little bit different. And in particular, without having to give anything too much away, what this meditation will include, what this this story, this real story will include, will be elements of combat and warfare at certain points. And so for those of you who may be sensitive to these topics, who maybe just want to be able to, I just want you guys to be able to make that choice ahead of time, to know that these elements are going to be in it, and yet to give you guys the choice to step out when you feel if you need to absolutely feel free to do so so there's going to be a lot of parts that are just very like introductory and everything but then it's going to get like a little bit more uh dynamic as we get into it so in addition just as we're about to get into it some other things that we want to keep in mind is the idea of augmenting a version within our reality that allows us to sink in with the integrity of our focus so what i mean by this is that we want to be able to keep our focus like as 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 vivid as possible. So if you have like the sensations of your environment, making them as real as possible, really bringing this into your present moment. And so one of the ways that we do this is I encourage you guys to sort of imagine an augmented sense of reality, like an augmented meter within your perception of reality. So this is a little meter that's either going to be green, orange, or red. When it's green, that means you're focused. That means that the textures that you're thinking of, they feel real. That means you can like smell the air. That means you can like connect with that moment. When you're in the orange, that means your thoughts are beginning to wander. And when you're in the red, that means that you're thinking something completely separate from the meditation. So, which is totally okay. It will happen. If it does happen, gently bring it back to the green. And this meditation will be helping guide you guys through that process to maintain ourselves in the green 
as much as possible throughout this meditation to really get ourselves into that experience. So in addition to that, some other basic things is just reminding you guys to find a comfortable place to sit in during this meditation. So we want to be able to sit in a place where we're not going to fall asleep. Some people do listen to these lying on their back in their bed and they do fall asleep during them, which if that's what you want to do, by all means, um, I've heard people talk about how they listen to the meditations and it'll like segue into a lucid dream or a dream, which I think is you know awesome and stay tuned because I want to do more meditations specifically for that in the future. Whereas uh, this one in particular, the intention is is ideally for you guys to stay awake. So one of the ways to do this is find a comfortable place to sit. What I recommend is sitting on a bed or sitting on a cushion, having a gentle like pillow behind your back in a surface so you can lean back a little bit. And then even just taking a pillow and putting it on your lap so that you can have your hands on your lap in a way that's comfortable for you. So with that said, let me just take a moment here to double check some stuff. And um, we are pretty much good to go. Uh, other aspects is that any music that you hear in this broadcast will be mentioned in the show notes afterwards. And yeah, excuse me. Yeah. So we'll begin going into this meditation. We'll bring ourselves into the forest. This is a forest that we've brought ourselves into many times. And then I'm going to kind of walk you guys through things. And then from there, the story will evolve. And this is a very exciting story. And again, so full moon and today is the eclipse of the full moon. There's an eclipse. And so this is actually sinking in with part of the story that we're doing here today. So it's adding in even more texture to the story. So yes. Okay, guys. All right. So drop a drop a drop another 1111 if you guys are ready in the chat to get into this. And again, thank you so much, everyone for tuning in, especially those of you who may be new to this project for the very first time. Thank you for connecting with this. Please feel free to continue to stay around. There's a lot more to this project beyond these meditations. But these meditations are really about team building, connecting us through shared experience and the activation of the dream guardian, becoming better dreamers within the dream, within this dream and within the many layers of the dream. So side note, if you're interested in dreams, definitely stick around because we do have a regular ongoing dream class through the project that you guys are welcome to get involved in where we talk about lucid dreaming and dream exploration and all that very cool stuff. So metaphysics dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, so let me just get a drink of water here. There's the 11 11s in the chat. We are good to go. So let's get ready. So again, guys, I invite you to find a comfortable spot where you can sit. Find a comfortable place where you can just allow yourself to move into stillness. And this is another thing. Within the meditation, we really want to move into stillness. Within that stillness, it allows the experience to become more visceral. So if you notice that, like any itches or anything coming up during your meditation, just gently know that they too will rise and fall and just kind of like let them pass. But the objective here is to really sink into stillness. So inviting you guys to find your spot, get nice and comfortable, sit wherever you need to sit. <sighs> Even if I know some people just kind of like listen to these meditations casually, even on the bus and everything like that, which is still totally cool. So do whatever you need to do. And yeah, just inviting you guys to really sink into this experience in like get in sync with this experience. And it will be very, very real, very visceral. So I'm excited to be able to to share this story with you here. And um, there will be some recurring characters within this broadcast. And for those of you who have listened to previous broadcasts, you'll be 
able to understand a little bit more about it. Those of you who haven't, you can definitely go back and again, check out the previous broadcast. But yes, there will be some recurring characters from past meditations who you guys will be meeting through this journey. So something to look forward to. But again, this is going to be a very visceral journey. As I mentioned, there will be parts of combat and warfare through the story of the activation of the guardian, the warrior archetype, the courage activation, the bravery. So just giving you guys a little heads up and you'll know as that part's coming. So there will be a second chance to sort of like step out if you feel that you wish to do so, but just giving you that choice. So, okay guys. So again, let's get ready to do this. So I'm inviting you guys to get nice and comfortable. And just relax the body, move the shoulders a bit. Just moving, getting out any sort of any sort of movement that you need to now as you get ready to sink into stillness. Good. And let us begin with the first breath. So gentle inhales through the nose. And gentle exhale through the nose or the mouth. And again, gentle inhales through the nose. Exhales through the nose or the mouth, continuing to breathe, finding the rhythm of your breath. And as you do, just straighten up your spine just a little bit. You can imagine somebody just pulling a little string from the top of your head, lifting you up just a little, little inch more. And another thing as you continue to breathe that I just want to mention to you, being aware of any activation sensations through this meditation tingling up the spine one thing that i like to encourage and remind people for meditations is going into them the cultivation of energy of sexual energy can dramatically shift your experience within these meditations so if not this meditation inviting you for next full moons to intentionally cultivate that energy going into it allowing that energy to bring more focus more intention to your focus allowing the experience to become more visceral so continuing to breathe gentle inhales exhale knowing that you have everything that you need in this moment to experience this meditation exactly how it's meant to be for you so thank you for arriving thank you for being here thank you for allowing this journey to be your journey to be our journey so as you continue to connect with the breath allowing it to flow the inhale meeting the exhale the exhale meeting the inhale and from here let us begin before we even drop deeper into the meditation to just scan and relax our body so begin from the bottom of our body by bringing awareness to our feet, to our shins, and gently, just by putting your focus there, allow your feet and your shins to gently relax. Good. And then from there, gently bringing awareness up to your knees, up to your thighs, Gently allowing your knees and your thighs to relax, continuing to breathe. Good, good. 
from there, moving our focus up to our groin, up to our hips, up to our torso. And again, through the breath and through the focus, just allowing the hips, the groin, the thighs, the knees, all of those to gently relax. And from there, moving the awareness up to our chest, to our back, to our shoulders, our solar plexus, and allowing the core, allowing our chest, our back, shoulders, and our solar plexus to gently relax with each breath, allowing ourselves to move into the stillness, relaxing the body, good. From there, bringing awareness into the arms, the forearms, the elbows, the wrists, and the hands, and gently allowing the arms, the forearms, the elbows, the wrists, and the hands to gently relax. Good. Move your awareness up to your throat, your neck, your jaw, even your tongue. If your tongue's on the top of your mouth, just gently move it off the top of your mouth or keep it there, whatever you prefer. Gently allowing your neck, your throat, your jaw, your tongue to relax. Good. Bringing your awareness to the rest of your face, to your cheeks, to your nose, to your eyes, your eyebrows, your forehead, your ears, even the top of your head, and gently allowing your cheeks, your nose, your eyebrows, your eyes, your forehead, your ears to gently relax in the top of your head as well. Good. So just connecting with the breath as you feel the body, just moving into this place of stillness, allowing yourself to be receptive, allowing yourself to be relaxed and yet focused in this present moment. And from here, we'll begin as we do by transitioning our awareness into the environment of a forest. So right now, begin to imagine yourself in a forest. It's nighttime and the moon is shining above you. Trees are around you in a circle. And as you stand where you are, taking a moment here to sink ourselves into our sensations, making this visceral, making this moment as real as can be, keeping in the green. So standing where you are in your version of the physical body, feeling the texture of the ground underneath your feet, feeling the dirt underneath your toes, wiggling the toes of your dream body, your astral body, feeling the coolness of them. What does that feel like? Good. Bringing that sensation into your awareness. And so feeling all the subtle textures, feeling the texture of the air around you. Feeling the texture of the cool breeze, the night sky, cool temperatures on your skin and from there opening your sensations up to the sounds and hearing what the sounds of the forest are hearing small animals in the distance insects the rustling of branches 
the calmness in the air. Good, good. Just making each of these sensations as real as possible. And as you sink yourself into these textures, into these sensations, from here gently, let us use our imagination to bring our dream hands, our astral hands, as our physical body remains still, bringing our dream hands up in front of us, in front of our vision, and so you see your hands in front of you. And now slowly begin to move them, opening them, opening the fists, closing them, feeling the texture of your own skin, imagining this in this moment. What does this feel like? Making it real, staying in the green. Good. So gently moving your hands, rotating them left and right, aligning and sinking yourself into this body. Good. And even gently rolling your astral body shoulders, moving your body slightly, lifting your feet just a little bit, feeling the coolness reconnecting with the bottom of your feet as you bring your feet into the dirt again. Doing whatever you need to do to connect with the awareness of your environment, bringing you into this experience, logging you in to this meditation, to this shared virtual an etheric reality and so from here before we begin to move through the forest let us decide who it is we will be what it is that we will choose to look like within this dream within this meditation within this journey so inviting you to move your perception outside of the body that you are imagining yourself to be within to a third person perspective so that you can see what you look like and from here let us decide what it is that we will be wearing and so let us put on simple garments those that you would wear if you were going through a hike of the woods that you were traveling through the forest so gentle soft clothing simple fabrics even the colors of the earth. Something simple, yet also magical in your own perception. Something similar to Lord of the Rings or a video game, a fantasy story. Bringing that into your awareness. So even wearing a simple cloak, nice soft fabrics. Good, good. And then from there, also equipping yourself with a small pouch for carrying and even a water bottle that you'll be able to fill with water for the journey ahead. And so take a moment here to observe what it is that you look like in this version of the meditation and slowly bring your awareness back into the perception from first person of your body in this space. And so from here, bringing your hands back up in front of you, accustoming yourself with the sensation, let us slowly begin with the first step, connecting with the breath as we begin to walk our way through the woods towards the full moon, the direction of the full moon. And so as you walk, you can feel the texture underneath your feet. You can hear the sounds around you. You can feel the leaves passing you, grazing you, even taking a moment here to connect with more textures in this environment, touching the texture of the leaves, touching the textures of any trees, 
feeling them in your fingers. Good. And you take a moment here to look up at the moon. It's shining through the leaves and the branches of the trees up above, connecting with the breath, sinking in, being in the green. Inhale. Gratitude. Exhale. Good. And so as you move forward, you hear a sound of something familiar, the gentle sound of running water of a nearby stream. And so you walk towards it. And soon enough, you arrive at it. And as you do, you take this moment to gently bend down, crouch down on the knees, on both knees, near the water. And you take a moment here, seeing the water surface, to gently place your fingers and your hands into the moving water. And again, what does this feel like? Feeling the water around, making it as real as possible. It is real in this moment. Good, you are there, you are present. And so from here, let us take a moment to fill up the water bottle that you have, the little canteen with water for the journey ahead. And so you take your water, your canteen, and you fill it up. And as you do, you see the reflection of the moon in the water, taking another moment here to connect with this present moment. And as you fill the water bottle, you stand back up and take a moment here to sip from the water that you've poured into the canteen and feel what that feels like pouring down your mouth into your throat, the coolness of it. Refreshing, hydrating delicious and then from there you take a moment to look around for any bushes that might have any berries on them to bring with you for the trip ahead for the journey ahead and so nearby you see some bushes there are some simple berries on them and so take a moment here to observe the berries and to pick a few for yourself and then as you do you take a couple and you put them in your mouth and you taste them, bringing this awareness into your sensations. What does it taste like? What does it feel like? What does the texture express itself as? Good, good. And so from there, you gently take as many bears as you need and you put them in your pouch. And as you do, suddenly, as you're continuing to place the berries into your little satchel, you hear a familiar voice from behind you. You are ready now. And then just like that, you turn around to hear the voice, to see where the voice was coming from. And standing in front of you, you see an oh so familiar friend. There, a tall, cloaked, hooded figure standing in front of you, pulls back his hood, showing you his face. Merlin, the wizard, he's here. He's returned to this experience to join you once again. And standing in front of him, you see him with his magical beard, with his eyes of magic. And then you take a moment here looking at each other as a smile comes across his face. And he steps towards you as you step towards him and you embrace each other in, an, uh, in a wonderful hug, a hug of those of old friends. You say to him, it's been quite some time. It's good to see you again. And then from there, Merlin agrees. 
And he says, I'm very excited that you came here at this moment, on this full moon, on this eclipse. Because you see, there's something very important. There's a very important reason as to why you are here and why I found you in this moment. But first, follow me. And so, just like that, Merlin begins to lead you through the forest. You're unsure exactly where it is that you're going, but you're following in his footsteps, trusting in his guidance. And as you do, Merlin, walking through the forest, takes a magical staff that he has with him, and the crystal up top, he moves his hand past it, illuminating it, turning it into a bright light. And then from there, Merlin continues to walk through the woods, walk through the forest, And as he does, the moonlight from up above shines through the trees, shines through the forest. And underneath the leaves where the moonlight does not reach, Merlin's torch, his magical wizard wands, illuminates the way. As you and Merlin walk through the woods, getting deeper and deeper, he says to you, he asks you, do you remember what the dream guardians are. A part of you is reminiscent. You know you've heard the term, but as to the specifics, you can't fully recall. Well, let let me remind you anyways, Merlin says. The dream guardians are an ever-existing aspect of universal energy that incarnates through humans and other beings with the intention to hold the pillars within the foundation of the dream. Their duty throughout space and time is to create and to stand guard of ideas, virtues, and community. And so Merlin explains to you the dream guardians. And he says to you, the reason why I'm telling you this is because I'd like to introduce you to them. Merlin continues to lead you through the forest and not long and after not long you arrive and in front of Merlin stands two trees at a distance from one another. These trees look extra magical and you see that there are symbols engraved on the sides of them. So Merlin says, in order to go and take you to them, First, we have to go to where they are. Merlin politely asks you to step back. And as you do, Merlin stands between the two trees. And then, as he begins to face towards them, he begins speaking to himself, mummering incantations, saying words of magic that you cannot fully hear. You take a moment here to observe him, to observe your surroundings, still in the green, still in the awareness of this present experience, the moon still up above. And as Merlin continues speaking these magical words, between the two trees, you begin to see a a small, faint emanation, a little piece of purple light emerging between the trees. A small purple light beginning to emerge out of nothingness, floating in the air. Merlin continues to say words, and as he does, this light, this purple, begins to grow 
into a larger sphere, into a larger disk, merging into this reality. It begins to pulsate with purple and vibrant energy, and it grows and it grows right in front of your eyes. And as it does, it gets to the point where it is the size big enough for someone to perhaps walk through. Merlin finishes saying the words he needs to, and then he looks back at you and he says, this is a portal that will take us to where the dream guardians are in this moment. And so when you're ready, you can follow me and we will go there together. And so just like that, Merlin standing in front of this vibrant portal of energy, pulsating, spiraling, even making slight sounds of crackling. You can hear the air shifting around it. Merlin, not even looking back, walks through the portal in front of him. And just like that, he is gone through the other side of it. And so, leaving you in the forest with the portal in front of you, you stand there and you take a moment to observe it again this energy, this pulsating texture to it. You look into the portal and you see colors and shapes, those of sacred geometry and some you do not fully recognize, colors you have not fully seen. And you take a moment here to remind yourself that what is on the other side of this portal is what you have created for yourself. And you take a moment to connect with your breath gentle inhales exhale and when you're ready though you in some ways are a little bit anxious you gently at your own choice decide to step through the portal and so connecting with your breath as you step through this portal you feel a shift in your sensations and your reality around you Suddenly, you feel as you step through it that you are standing still, yet everything around you is moving faster than you can comprehend. Your vision is getting a little bit blurry, yet also focused at the same time as you feel yourself moving through a spiral, moving through a tunnel. Lights and colors and shapes shift past you in every direction. You feel yourself between dimensions, between a space within spaces. And then, just as you find yourself beginning to recognize where it is that you are, suddenly you come out the other end. And as you come out the other end, a part of you stumbles a little bit and drops down to your knees. You're slightly disoriented and reminding you to reconnect with your breath. And there, as you gently breathe, looking at the ground in front of you, trying to regain your composure, trying to comprehend what it was that you just experienced. You hear Merlin's voice and he says, ah, yes, believe me, it's always a little tricky the first few times that you go through something like that, but eventually you will get used to it. Trust me. And so just like that, Merlin puts his hand on your shoulder and he gently helps you stand back up to your feet as you stand back up to the feet, the first thing that you notice is that it is no longer nighttime where you are. Instead, there is a brightness all around you. And then from where you are with Merlin standing next to you, you look out into the space that you are now in. And what you see 
is a beautiful, magical space. In front of you, there stands an incredible mountain. And at the base of this mountain is an entire kingdom surrounding it. A kingdom of houses, of buildings, and in some ways, a fortress as well. Merlin, taking the moment to allow you to observe your surroundings, you continue to look around. And though this mountain right in the middle is big in itself, to the left and to the right of it, you see two more on each side, four more mountains, five in total, each mountain with its own kingdom surrounding it, a kingdom larger than you can even comprehend, ginormous in its scale. And you look around and you see this kingdom, you see the space that you are in, the air feels a little bit different from where you were, the brightness of the sun takes a moment for you to adjust to. And then Merlin says, he says, welcome to a very special place. Where are we? You ask Merlin. He says, we have arrived at a place known as Mount Meru. Mount Meru, you said. Yes, this is a place that only few know of, yet many exist within. This is a place within the many layers of this multi-dimensional reality, one that is quite real, one that is quite inhabited by many different in incarnations, by many different souls, by many different spirits. People live here happily. People live here to learn, to grow, and to love together. And so Merlin continues to explain to you where you were, where you are, as you continue to walk forward towards the middle kingdom, towards the middle mountain, the one of the five mountains of Mount Meru. And as you continue to walk towards it, you take a moment here, looking in once again at the scale of your surroundings. Between each of the mountains, there is vast open space between them. And so... As you continue to walk towards the mountain, Merlin reminds you and he says, the reason why we are here is very important is because this is one of the places that the other dream guardians come to, to gather at. And as I said, I'd like for you to be able to meet them for yourself. And soon enough, you arrive at the main entrance for this kingdom that you're about to enter into. The doors massive and huge in scale as you walk through them. And as you do, you enter into a very alive and vibrant kingdom of people living their lives, of not even just humans, yet other entities, of different fairy folk going about their days, different creatures, different animals. And you see people living their life as they would in a way that you are commonly familiar with. You see people selling food, you see people carrying tools, you see people casually walking around, talking to each other, you even see children playing amongst themselves. This place is alive. People here have been here for quite some time. And now you are here. You are here experiencing it for yourself. And so as you continue to walk through this place, simply following Merlin, he, in his own silence, guiding you to where it is that you need to go to. And then, as you're walking through the streets, 
you see a small group of children gently approach Merlin. And as they come up to him, very excited, Merlin bends down on one of his knees and reaches into his pouch and pulls out some fruit that he gives to the children. The children laugh and they smile, and some of them biting right into the fruit right away. You can tell that it's delicious, and you can't help but have a smile come over your face as well. Then the children, they say to Merlin, pulling on his cloak, they say to him, Magic, magic, Merlin, show us your magic. And then, like that, Merlin, knowing how to please the children, he stands up. And then from there, he takes his staff and he raises it into the sky. And out of his staff shoots purple sparks of white of light spiraling through the air with the noise and a crack. And the children <laughs> laugh and raise their voice in excitement. Yay! They all run around laughing and having a wonderful time in this moment. And the children continuing to walk alongside you and Merlin, obvious that they know who he is, obvious that he to them is a familiar face, even a teacher within this place of Mount Meru. And then one of the children comes up to you and they pull on your cloak and they look up at you as you look back down at them. And they say to you with eyes wide and bright, they say, are you the newest dream guardian? Are you the newest dream guardian? And excitement comes over their voice. And at first, you aren't entirely sure how to answer. In fact, you don't answer at all. But nonetheless, the child continues to smile with excitement. They laugh and they run about their way, not even having to wait for an answer. They run in excitement of your arrival. Soon enough, eventually, you and Merlin walk deeper into the kingdom. And as you do, you come closer to what is obvious, what is incredibly obvious as being the training facility that you're at. And so Merlin, as you get closer to it, he says to you, he says, by the way, part of the reason why I wanted to bring you here is because there's a friend of yours who is here who has been waiting to see you. And then, as you walk closer to this training facility, you can see at a distance the doors. And above the doors, you take a moment to notice that above it, you see what you recognize as the paradigm shift sigil above the training facility for the dream guardians. The sigil is two vertical pillars left and right with the compass nodes and points in the middle facing up and down and on the two vertical pillars points facing horizontally outwards and inwards focusing concentration into the middle the symbol to you recognizes strength recognizes courage recognizes focus and companionship and so as you walk closer to the training facility your words you're reminded of Merlin's words that somebody is here waiting for you. Who could it be, you wonder? And yet, as you get closer to the main doors of the training facility, there, at a distance, you can see the silhouette of a canine sitting in front of the doors. You look, and it takes you a moment to fully recognize who it could be. Yet, to your surprise, you see that indeed, this familiar canine is a good friend of yours, a silver wolf, 
the same silver wolf that you met in another dream, in another part of the dream. Azra, you say at a distance, and as you say this out loud, the wolf comes running towards you as you move towards it, meeting it halfway. You go down on one knee and you welcome the wolf into your arms as it nuzzles itself into your neck, into your arms. You feel the warmth of it. You feel the fur. You feel its fur. You feel its love in this moment. And then the joy comes over you, the warmth of being able to connect with Azra. Azra, it's been so long. And then Azra says, not that long, but it's good to see you again. The last time we ran into each other was at the festival. You showed me a lot back then. And then from there, you take a moment to look Azra in the eyes of his canine form, telepathically communicating with him. And you look at him and you say to him, Azra, what are you doing here? Again, it's amazing to see you again. And yes, there's so much that you taught me too in the last dream. It's amazing. I'm just so happy to see you again. But what are you doing here? And then Azra says to you, the same reason that you are here. I'm one of the dream guardians. So that means that we'll be training together. And then it begins to connect with you that the reason why you are here is to help become one of the dream guardians as well. You stand up alongside as Azra walks next to you. Merlin takes a moment to say hello to Azra as well as you walk towards the building for the training facility, the courtyard. And then from there, you enter into the courtyard and Azra, without you even noticing, transforms back into his human form, into the form that you recognize, that you've seen before, of a man, a young man, with short blonde hair and blue eyes. And then, as together you walk into the courtyard, through the doors, Merlin standing next to you, take a moment and you look around at the place that you are in, this huge training courtyard, and in it, you see all sorts of other dream guardians engaging in all sorts of training, in psychic training, in sword combat, and agility as well. You look around, and Merlin, then, he explains to you, and he says, this here is one of the many places that the dream guardians come to train. And that is why I brought you here, young dreamer, young journeyer, so that you too can train amongst them, so that you too can make the choice for yourself to choose to be a dream guardian as well. And then a part of you begins to connect with the excitement, dream guardian. The sound of it is something that resonates deep into your heart and brings out a sense of joy and excitement and even anticipation. Merlin explains to you and he says, I, at the time being, have to go to other parts of Mount Maru. There is something that I need to prepare for. Yet in the meantime, you and Azra will remain here and he will help bring you in to more of your training as a dream guardian to allow yourself to develop your lucidity within the dream, to allow you to tap into your ability as a creator. And so, just like that, Merlin takes a moment 
to talk to Azra at the side as you continue to look around in the courtyard and you see people engaging in all sorts of training. You see them defying aspects of gravity. You see them shooting energy balls at targets. You see them engaging in sword play and combat. And then from there, you turn back around and you see Merlin is already on his way out of the courtyard. And Azra walks over to you and he says, Well, shall we get started? And so, from there, Azra takes the time to explain to you again what it is that you are doing here. He says, part of the reason that we come here to train as dream guardians is so that we can allow ourselves to become more focused within all aspects of the dream so that we can connect as comrades, so that we can grow as a tribe and so that we can become better dreamers on all layers of the dream. The first thing that we are going to do is that we are going to begin by practicing through the creation and the focus of manifesting energy balls. And then from there, we will begin to practice passing them back and forth to one another. Simple enough, you think to yourself, surely I've done something like this before in other forms, in different ways. And so just like that, you and Azra begin to engage in your training. You take off your satchel and your water canteen and you place them at the side of the training courtyard and around you all other sorts of dream guardians, some that you actually recognize, some of familiar faces and those of many who you haven't seen before, even those who aren't entirely human training in their own way. And then Azra standing in front of you, the sun still high up above you, he says to you, he says, we will train until Merlin comes back, which will be slightly before sunset, so we have enough time to get into the details of whatever we need to. Perfect, you think to yourself as you're excited. I'm ready for this. I'm ready to begin my training as a dream guardian. And so as we're standing in front of you, gently positions his legs in his stance, a little bit more than shoulder width apart, and he says, watch closely. I'm going to show you how to create an energy ball within your hands. And so, you take a moment here to observe what Azra is doing. And as he does, he stands there and he takes his hand and he places one gently underneath his navel while the other facing up towards, facing, with one facing up towards the other, gently cupping towards one another just in front of his stomach. You see Azra close his eyes and connecting with his breath gentle inhales you synchronize your breath with him gently watching and observing him and then you see him and underneath his breath you can see him bringing in a soft mantra into his meditation and through the mantra that he brings in of just a soft vibration he uses that to carry his focus into the crystallization of the energy ball within his hands and so, as you look, you see a slight spark of blue-white light between his hands begin to emerge. And he begins to keep his focus, and you hear the mantra of him echoing from where he is. And then, just like that, the small ball grows to the size of about a tennis ball in his hand. And then, he opens his eyes, relaxes his shoulders, and then he gently holds out his hands with the energy ball gently floating at its palm, 
just a couple inches off of it, right in front of your eyes, vibrant, beautiful in its color. And then, and then from there, Azra invites you to be able to create your own energy ball. And so he instructs you again on how to do this. And he says, is that the energy that you're bringing in to this energy ball is not out of nowhere. It is the crystallization of the energy all around us. You bring it in through your root and your crown and through your breath. You crystallize it with your thoughts into the form in front of you. So gently, through your imagination, keeping in the green, imagining yourself with your feet slightly shoulder-width apart, gently bending your knees, placing your hands in front of you, both of them facing towards each other with the palms, and then with your hands gently in front of your stomach, in your stomach. And then Azra connects you. He says, good, relax your shoulders, connect with the breath, breathe, inhale, Exhale. With each breath, cultivating the crystallization process. Inhale. Feeling the energy moving up through your chakras, your spine. Exhale. Each exhale, carrying the intention, putting your focus on the space between your hands, imagining this blue-white light beginning to materialize, imagining the gravitational portal that is pulling these particles, this energy into this form that you're creating through the direction of your thoughts, through the creation of your imagination, reminding yourself that you are the Magi, that this is your imagination, the nation of the Magi. So connecting with your abilities within this layer of the dream. Good, good. And then from there, Azra directs you. He says, gently bring your focus into creating this object in your hand and gently bring in a soft and gentle mantra. And then he says to you, he says, gently bring in a soft om. So you continue to breathe and then do a gentle om under your breath. Good, good. As you do, you begin to see a small spark of light appear within your hands. Even though your eyes may be closed within this part of the meditation, you can feel the energy building between your palms. Continuing to breathe through another gentle mantra meditation. Azra is instructing you, guiding you through it. Inhale. Exhale. Being reminded of the lessons that Merlin taught, the lessons of resonance, the lessons of vibrations, using the vibration of the mantras to carry your thought intentions of manifesting this ball of energy. One more as the energy ball continues to grow, now the size of a small golf ball. Breathe, inhale. One more mantra, even a little bit louder if you choose to. Exhale. Good, good. And then just like that, you open your eyes and you see, you feel this ball of energy between your hands right in front of you. Beautiful, magnificent. And then from there, Azra, with the energy ball still in his hands, he tells you, he says, good. Now, with the energy ball in your hands, on three, pass yours 
towards me and I'll do that in the same towards you. And so as you loosen up your shoulders and you begin to move into an element of Azra, loosening his posture, he gently counts you down and he says, ready, one, two, three. And he tosses the ball up into the air as you toss yours in his direction. The ball comes down, falling towards the elements of gravity and you reach out and you catch it into your palms. And then you feel it as it gently hovers within your hands. And then from there, you take a moment here to look back at Azra. And he says, good, now do it again. And he passes his ball back towards you as you quickly pass yours back towards him. Slowly, this begins to evolve into a play and into a dance of training. Azra passing the energy balls back and forth between you. Not even always aiming at where each other are, but challenging each other to move at a distance, connecting with each other at a psychic level, intuitively arriving to where you need to be, knowing where the energy ball will be before it even gets there. Listening to your intuition, Azra giving you challenging passes, throwing them at a distance. You pass a ball to Azra equally as challenging and he side flips, grabbing it, throwing in a dynamic twist tossing his back towards you as he corkscrews. You jump and you grab it into the air, noticing a slight levitation within your gravity as you bring in the elements of fun in play. You continue this meditation for a few more moments, connecting with your breath, continuing here. So allow this to be a part of your meditation. Allow this experience to be where you keep your focus on. So imagine Azra tossing his energy ball back and forth to you as you toss his back to yours. Back and forth, unable to fully predict where each pass will go, yet intuitively finding yourself able to catch them in each moment with ease as you trust in this process, allowing your cognitive reflexes to grow and strengthen. Good, good. So continue to breathe here. Continue to connect with this practice. And continue here for a few moments within your own silence, within your own focus, tossing this energy ball back and forth, keeping your focus in the green, making it as dynamic as you choose to make it within this practice. Continuing to breathe, gentle inhales, exhale, embracing the challenge that you have within this training experience. And so connecting with the breath, continue here for a few more moments in your own space in your own pace as you use this as your meditation for focus for practice and also for play and for fun so breathe inhale exhale continue to play pass back and forth with Azra for a few more moments and continue here in your own silence good go train be Activate.
And so reconnecting with your breath, Azra says to you, okay, just a couple more. Azra gives you an extra fast one as you jump and you dive for it, corkscrewing through the air in a way that you never even knew that you could do, yet intuitively found yourself able to do at your own surprise. You throw a fast one back at him, challenging him to jump a little bit higher to reach it. And then from there, just a few more passes. And then soon enough, your training in this part comes to an end. Azura says, good, good, good. He walks towards you. And then from there, he says, by the way, these energy balls, so much as you choose to, they can be used for more than just passing back and forth. If need be, should you ever feel you need to knock anything over or perhaps blow a hole through a wall, these energy balls have the potential to do that. And so with a target at a distance, Azra directs you to it. And he says, watch, just like this. And Azra takes the energy ball in his hand and throws it towards the target, knocking the target back, exploding it in a little bit of force and smoke. And then Azra says, now, all you have to do is do the same. But remember, it's not so much as simple as throwing it. Guide it with your mind as you do. And so you take a moment here, seeing the target across the courtyard at a distance. And then... With a gentle inhale, you take the ball and you throw it as fast and as hard as you can. Time slows down for a second as you guide it with your thoughts. It hits the target, knocking it back, exploding it into a few pieces. <laughs> good throw, good throw, Azra says to you. And a degree of excitement comes over your being. This is amazing, you thought to yourself. This ability, this is awesome. Good, Azra says. Now let's keep moving. There's still more for us to do. And so, just like that, Azra then guides you over to a place where you connect and you find that many others are engaging in sword combat. Azra grabs a sword for you and hands it to you. He says, All right, now, I know that you've used a sword before in some way or another. So, hopefully, and I know intuitively, this will come back to you with ease so we might not have to spend too much time with it. And then just like that, Azra steps towards you and he takes his sword and he moves it towards you intuitively. You block yours with his. And just like that, Azra continues to step and move as he makes contact with your sword and intuitively you make contact with his sword. Left and right, left and right, left and right. Good, Azra says. Remember, when we do this, think of it more of a, as a dance. Allow yourself to bring in as much movement as you choose to. Azra moves left and right, bringing in more sidesteps, challenging you to keep up with this pace, yet you are able to meet it easily. And so, just like that, allowing this not to become a competition, but rather a dance, connecting with the sword in each blow, left and right, left and right, left and right, allowing yourself to connect with the intuition, not even having to think so much about what to do, yet simply finding that you are doing it in this moment, so long as you get out of your own way. Azra increases the, the difficulty, left and right, left and right, comes at you with even more speed, you find yourself backing up, and yet in that moment, you find yourself planting your feet, and then stepping forward towards Azra, meeting his pace with your own, left and right, left and right, coming at him even faster than before. And then just like that, 
you push Azra back with the sword blow and he spins around and then from there his sword comes around and strikes you with the 360 yet you block it just in time. You can't help but notice the force of the blow shaking through your hands of the blade. You feel it in your shoulders that time. You're reminded that within this space sensations are still real as you feel the force of the matter and the gravity of the situation. Good, Azra says. Let's continue this just for a little bit longer at a pace that you are comfortable with. Allow this to be your training as much and as challenging as you wish it to be. And so allow you and Azra to continue this training for a few more breaths as with the energy balls within your own meditation, focusing, keeping in the green, keep focus just on sword practicing for this next few moments. So continue to breathe as you're coming at you, intuitively connecting with his eyes as he does, feeling the gentleness in his eyes, feeling a sense of comfort and camaraderie, being able to learn alongside of him. And then you continue to connect with your breath and continue to practice engaging in sword combat here with Azra for the next few moments of your meditation, focusing just on this practice alone. Breathe, inhale, exhale. Good, good train, awaken, activate. So as you connect with your breath, Azra brings a few more blows into your circle. You find yourself able to block them with ease, yet still feeling the force of them. Azra says, good, just a couple more seconds, a couple more. And then he says, as he brings his more speed and he brings an overhead blow, you find yourself able to block it with ease as you find it parrying and then shifting left and right. Azra comes in for one final blow. You meet yours with his as you find yourself engaging and forcing your swords into one another as you connect with the eyes and then from there Azra gently releases his weight off of his sword and steps back good good I think you've got that down pat we can move on to the next part of the training he says perfect from there you feel quite excited with what you have accomplished so far and then Azra brings you to a new part of the courtyard as you leave your swords back on the training rack from here you see all sorts of layers and height of different pieces of rock elevated from within the ground in blocks of all different sizes, some of them moving, some of them stationary. All sorts of elevation as you see other guardians jumping from one to the other to the other, wall jumping from left to right, climbing and jumping at heights not normally possible within regular gravity that you are commonly used to. Azra reminds you, he says, Every layer of the dream has different elements, and just as the one that you are familiar with from the physical realm that you call Earth, it too has its own laws, as too does this one. Elements are still something that you can create through manifestation, yet there are seemingly limits to it. It does exert your energy, 
and as such, gravity is something that still exists here, yet it is more malleable, something that you can bend with your will. The power of a dream guardian here is determined by the focus of their will, by the vigilance of their will. And so, just like that, Azra standing in front of you, he says, watch carefully and do as I do. As he takes a running jump and he jumps up twice as high as his own height onto a block in front of you. And then from there, you look up to him and he says, now, I want you to try this too. But in order to do this, you have to allow yourself to let go. Let go of your illusions of gravity holding your back. It is only your thoughts of gravity which keep you gravitated. So let go, bring love into your heart, bring lightness into your form, and allow yourself to jump up and get higher within this block. And then, so from there, you look at the block that Azra is on, and then you take a moment here to connect with your breath. I can do this, you say. I can do this. Let go. Gravity is an illusion. I can jump higher than I have before. I am light. I am love. I am elevated. You take another breath here, as then you run into it to gain as much speed as you can. And then, with a one, two, three count in your step, you jump as hard and as high as you can up towards the block. And yet, you find yourself falling a little bit short, yet Azra reaches his hand out towards you as he grabs it while you're in midair. You look up to him as he holds onto your arm. Good, good, good enough. He pulls you up onto the block. That was pretty good. All right. Now, let's keep going. We don't have much time. We have to finish this up soon. And so, Azra jumps from one block to the next, jumping from left and right, each height getting a little bit higher from the last. And then, you intuitively follow him as well. You jump from block to block, not going higher than you expect that you can, yet accustoming yourself to this newfound ability that you have, yet one that is oh so familiar. As you jump, you feel the lightness in your form. You feel the lightness in your body. You feel yourself floating through the air ever so slightly, yet gravity evidently still having some weight over you. So you jump from block to block while jumping from left to right, moving through this obstacle course, allowing yourself to get higher and higher, catching up with Azra. And then as you continue to do this, breathe through this meditation, bring it into your form. Take a moment here to connect with what this sensation feels like, allowing yourself to jump through more of the obstacles, allowing yourself to jump to heights you didn't think were previously possible, perhaps even three times higher than your own height. And so connecting with your breath, take a few more moments here to meditate on this experience. In the same way with the energy balls, in the same way with the sword practice, use this to focus on this practice. And so you continue to jump. You continue to meditate. You continue to bring yourself into this reality. And so continue this for a few more moments at your own pace. Breathe, making it as dynamic as you choose, keeping up with Azra, jumping from left to right, up and down, moving throughout this obstacle course. Connect with your breath and continue focus on this practice as meditation, as your opportunity to become more activated. So breathe, inhale, exhale, jump and learn how to rise and fly again.
And so as you continue to jump from left to right, to left and right, you connect with your breath and you feel your legs actually starting to get tired. And then from there, Azra gently guides you back down to the ground of the courtyard and you follow him in that direction, slowly floating back down to the ground. Good, good, Azra says. Okay, well, I think we've done enough here. I think we've accomplished what you needed to. You've definitely done plenty, and I'm excited to see how much you've progressed within this short period of time. So remember what it is that we learned. Remember that focus is key. Remember that vibration creates form. Remember that in letting go of thoughts, you allow yourself to rise above the illusions of things such as gravity. And so, just like that, you allow yourself to walk back over to where you had your water from before. And then you sit down with Azra, casually chatting, and you take a moment here to drink from your water canteen, feeling the texture of the water move down your throat. Ah, delicious. Ah. And so, as you're standing here talking, you notice that the sun is beginning to set, is moving closer to sunset. And then soon enough, Merlin arrives back within the courtyard. And then he walks over to where you were, and you and Azra are. And he asks you, and he says, well, how did it go? How is our young training? How is our young guardian in training? And then Azra says, quite exceptional, definitely the right person for the job. And so in this moment, you can tell that between Azra and Merlin, there's something going on that you have yet to be fully informed about. Something else is perhaps why you have been brought here. And then, as you stand up to join in the conversation, you look at Merlin and you look at Azra, and Merlin looks at you, and he says, Dreamer, I want to thank you again for being here. And now that you have gone through your training, there's something very important for me to tell you something very pivotal as to why it is that we brought you here, that we brought you to Mount Maru at this time, at this time of the full moon and the eclipse. Azra slowly becomes silent as Merlin takes a moment here to look you gently with his eyes, confident in calmness in his heart. He says to you, the reason why we are here the reason why the Guardians have gathered at this time is because this place of Mount Maru, much like many other inhabitants within this multidimensional reality, it too is transient. It too will rise and will fall. And there is something that is going to happen. There is something that is approaching us very soon. And the reason why I brought you here is to help be a dream guardian, to stand guard of Mount Maru when this approaches. What's approaching, you say to Merlin? What exactly are you talking about? Merlin looks at you and he says, it is something that we know as the Apophis, something that we recognize as chaos embodied, something incredibly powerful, something that we must stand together in order to stand guard of this Mount Maru to protect it from this Apophis. Apophis, you've heard this before. You remember hearing it from different, different legends, different mythology. You perhaps in, thumb, in some way thought it was just a fairy tale, 
But Merlin tells you that no, this is quite real. Apophis can best be thought of as chaos in an embodied form, here to challenge us, here to test us, here as a natural part of the cycle of death and rebirth. It in itself appears to us in the form of what you can think of as a giant snake, a giant worm of blackness, of chaos, covered in the horrors that you can barely even imagine, teeth more than you can count, and with it, it brings darkness, with it, it brings the challenge that in ways will help us illuminate into more of who we are. It is not something that can be reasoned with, yet every eclipse, it arises at Mount Maru, here within this dimension of the Duat, to challenge us, to challenge our will, to bring us into the place where we must answer the question as to whether or not we wish to continue to live. And it is our will that will determine this. And it is our will that will turn Apophis back. And so, we have brought you here to choose out of your free will to stand guard with the other dream guardians in protection of Mount Maru, to allow us to turn Apophis back to join us on the battlefield in face of chaos, to protect those who live within this kingdom, and to stand for more than what you can even fully know. You take a moment here to comprehend what it is that you have just heard. A sense of overwhelming overcomes you. You are reminded to connect with your breath. Azra gently takes his hand and places it on your shoulder. You look at him, his eyes calm. And you look at Merlin, his eyes gently looking at you, strong and piercing. You take a moment to step back. You say to them, Why didn't you tell me this? Why wasn't this told to me sooner? Merlin explains to you. He says, It was necessary for us to take you through your training first before we could tell you why it was that we brought you here in total. Your training in itself is essential. Your choice to remain here as a part of the army of dream guardians is something that you must make for yourself. We had to tell you later so that you could keep focused on your training as much as possible without the distraction, which you did, which you excelled at, and now you are ready. And so Merlin explains to you, he says, the sun is going to be setting soon. At the point of sunset, return back to me and let me know if you will be ready. Let me know what you have decided in that moment. And so with that, Merlin walks his way out of the courtyard. Before he did though, he reminded you of how grateful he is for you to be here, how hopeful he is of your potential and how important it is that you have come to this part within your journey. You take a moment here trying to comprehend exactly what it is, what it is that you're getting yourself into, what it is that you're arriving into. A part of you still feels a sense of concern, of scaredness, of overwhelmingness, a battle, warfare, combat, chaos. I don't know if this is the right thing for me. I don't know if I can do this. Azra, in his soft eyes, he invites you and he says, come on, we'll go for a walk. 
Let's go watch the sunset while we still can. We can talk about things if you'd like. Through there, you pick up your things and walk out of the courtyard. The other dream guardians maintaining in their training, you look back at them now with a different perception. You see an extra level of determination in their eyes, realizing that they are not just training simply for fun, but they are training in preparation for the arrival of Apophis that comes at the rise of the full moon very, very soon on this night. You and Azra walk through the courtyard, and as you do, you take a moment to look around and you see people living their life, you see people going about their days, you see children running through the streets. Can't help but be reminded that these are the people who you will be helping protect. Azra invites you to climb up onto the top of a roof, and as you do, you both sit there together looking out onto the horizon. You see the sun setting in the distance, and you see the other mountains the other kingdoms rising in their glory, illuminated in the sunlight. You sit next to Azra as you engage yourself in conversation with him. You say to him, you ask him, can you tell me more about this? What exactly is going on? Azra, in his wolf form, sitting next to you, gazing into the sunset as you gaze into it too. He says to you, he says, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be afraid. Let that be a call for you to tap into a deeper sense of your courage. You ask Azra, have you done this before? Is this something new to you? Azra looks at you. No, this isn't something new to me. I too have fought Apophis before and I have survived in the battles. Yes, it can be overwhelming, but it is not impossible. Apophis in itself is not something that can be thought of as an evil simply for the sake of evil. It is a yin within a yang, an up within a down, a left within a right, an in within an out. It too is there to challenge us and to bring us into more of who we are. You ask Azro, what about pain? What about death? Is that something that can happen? Azro explains, it's different for different people in this scenario, that for those who are the inhabitants of this space, death is something very real. And it means that they won't be able to return back to this space for quite some time. There are many ways to arrive here in Mount Maroon. Some are born here, others arrive through magic only accessible to a few. That is how Merlin brought you here through the portal. Yet those who face the destruction of Apophis face a very real threat and that is why it is important for us to be here and know that it is not just us it is not just us dream guardians there are many many armies that will be fighting in Apophis many warriors many guardians from multiple levels of the dream coming here in this moment to meet this threat to meet this challenge head-on and to speak with our voices at once that we choose to live that we choose to survive and we turn Apophis back. You take another moment here, breathing, the sun slowly moving closer to sunset. You ask Azra, you ask him, have you ever died before? Azra takes a moment to breathe. Yes, I have. It's not what you think it is. It's not what most people think it is. I don't know how many times I've died. The fact is, all of us have died at some point, 
yet we intentionally aren't able to remember it. But for when we are able to remember it, it's something in itself that's just another transition along this journey, just another step into another place within this dream. So, for me, I no longer fear death, and I invite you to bring that into your experience as well. The sun gently comes to the point where it is reaching beyond the horizon, off in the distance. You look around you from high atop this place within the kingdom. You see the other four pillars, the other four mountains, each with their own kingdoms. You recognize that there are people living within these places, each with their own lives, each with their own stories. What happens if I don't do it? You ask Azra. Then we will do it without you. Yet it is not guaranteed that we will succeed. For you see, there's something even more important as to why you are here. Once you decide yes, Merlin will explain to you what that is. In this moment, you find yourself in companion with Azra as you sit next to him in canine wolf form, gently petting his back, feeling the fur in your hands, looking out into the sunset, reflecting on what it is that you are about to get yourself into, reflecting on the thoughts of the people here within the kingdom, reflecting on the children who you saw earlier who looked up to you with hope in their eyes knowing that you too will have to decide for yourself what it is, what part you will play within this story. And so with that, you continue to breathe as the sun slowly begins to set, gently moving beyond the horizon, eye-gazing into it, connecting with the essence of the light, reminding yourself of the light that you are, reminding yourself of a higher dimensional perspective, reminding yourself of how far you've traveled through the many layers of this dream experience to be here now. And with that, another breath, the sun slowly moves beyond the horizon. You breathe. Azra, next to you. Azra says, well, we must get going. It's time. Let us go back to meet Merlin at the courtyard and you can tell him what you have decided. And so you climb back off the roof. Azra and you walk back through the kingdom, back to the courtyard, back to the training facility of the Dream Guardians. As you walk into the courtyard, you see the other Dream Guardians preparing themselves for the battle ahead, preparing themselves in armor of various forms and shapes and sizes of gold and silver, magnificent and glorious in its virtue. The moon is beginning to rise on the horizon. The air is becoming cooler. The darkness covers the sky. You know that the time is approaching. Merlin sees you walk into the courtyard. He walks over to you and he says to you, Well, if you have decided, please let me know. And from there, you take a moment here to connect with your breath. Azra standing next to you in humanoid form. And for this point in the dream, you, the dreamer, you, the person experienced this, have a choice. If your choice is to return back to the dream from which you came, you have the free will to do so. The story will continue as well as it needs to, and you will continue where you need to go. 
Any choice you make is the right choice for you. Merlin expresses this to you. And as you breathe, you connect and you think and you reflect on what choice you will make. For those of you who choose that you do not wish to engage in this battle, in this warfare, in this combat, then this is the moment in the meditation where you can gently say that to Merlin. And as you do, Merlin accepts that. And through your breath, you gently bring your awareness back to your physical reality as Merlin returns you to the forest and back into your awareness of where you are and your meditation comes to an end. Yet for those who have decided yes, for those who have decided to rise to the call, to answer what was needed, you tell Merlin and you look at him into his eyes and you say, I have decided. Yes, I will stand amongst you. I will stand amongst the other dream guardians here. And I will go into battle alongside you against the chaos, against Apophis. And we will turn him back together. Merlin, not even so much as a smile, keeping his eyes stern, gentle. He looks at you and he says, good. I'm glad to hear that. Now, there's something else that you must know. There's another part to this story that you have yet to be told. Another reason as to why you are here, Dream Guardian. Merlin reaches behind him and pulls forward a sword wrapped in a cloth. He holds this up to you and he says, For this battle, this sword will be carried by you. You pull open the cloth, and inside you see a magnificent blade of silver and of gold on the hilt with a shining red crystal in its handle. Merlin explains to you, he says, this is the sword of vision. This is the sword that will turn Apophis back. Apophis will turn back when this sword pierces his eye, when it pierces his heart. So, within the battle, your role will be to carry this sword and then when the eye is open to drive it in and bring an end to this as soon as we can as soon as possible a part of you looks at azra feeling overwhelmed again azra says it's okay you can do this others have carried the sword at different times it is carried by those who need to carry it not simply by who is most capable of carrying it. I too, like you, have carried it in my own experience. I too have succeeded in this path. And as such, so can you. So will you. Believe it, and it will be so. And so, you take another here to meditate, to connect with your breath. You look at Merlin. And you reach forward, and when you're ready, you grab the sword, you pick it up in your hand, you feel the weight of it, you feel the magic of it. Merlin looks at you, he says, good. Azra, I leave you two to get ready. I must prepare the other dream guardians. The moon has risen. Apophis will be arising soon. There isn't much time. We must head out into the fields to meet the chaos head on. Come soon, and we will leave together. And so just like that, time of the essence, 
You move over to where the other people are equipping themselves in armor, getting ready for battle. Azra equips his armor, handing some to you as well. The armor, silver and gold, magnificent. You equip it onto yourself, feeling the weight of it, feeling the realness of it. And as you do, you feel yourself connecting with a part of your past that perhaps echoes what it is that you're experiencing right now. The activation of the guardian, the activation of the warrior archetype, reminding yourself that you are moving into the faces of chaos out of love, out of those you care about, putting yourself before others, putting yourself on the front line for those who cannot putting yourself in the face of danger to meet it face on with love. And so as you equip your armor, you see the other soldiers moving into formation. And just like that, Merlin arrives on a horse holding his magical staff in his hand with the crystal illuminated on the top. Merlin wearing another version of armor in his own way. He says to them, he says to all of the dream guardians, as you and Azra step into line, you take the sword of vision, you sheath it into your, into your sheath, and you stand there, chest strong, chest large, next to all the other dream guardians of all different types. Merlin says to you, dream guardians, now is the time that we rise together. Now is the time that we ride into battle together. Know that this story, that this dream will echo far beyond what happens here. Know that Mount Maru has risen and has fallen many times before through the eons of this existence, through the eons of this reality. And yet, in this moment, let us collectively decide that we choose to live. Let us show Apophis that we choose to turn him back or we will face the destruction of his presence. So, dream guardians, find the courage within your heart, align with the reality in which we have already succeeded, and follow into battle. Your love and your courage will guide you. Listen to your intuition, connect with a deeper part of yourself, and you, we, will make it through this. Now, let us move forward. Time is running near. Apophis arises soon. And so just like that, you walk your way out of the training facility, marching alongside the other soldiers, feeling the weight of your armor, wearing the helmet that you have on, feeling the strength coming into you through the kinsmanship of those around you. You move yourself through the courtyard and out into the streets of the kingdom, walking down the streets. You see all of the people going about their way, preparing for, the, for whatever it is that may be approaching them, bringing their things inside, the children running home to their parents. You see, again, small children running past you. Perhaps they were the children you saw from earlier. You're reminded again of why it is that you are doing this, to protect those who you love to stand for those who you care about. And soon you exit through the doors that you came in through and you enter into the field of surrounding the Mount Maru in the center. The other four kingdoms at a distance, you see other armies emerging in mass numbers, numbers bigger than you can even fathom. And as you stand there out in the distance of the field, Merlin standing in front of you gently, riding back and forth on his horse in silence. You look up to the moon, the moon shining down above you, beautiful in its light, connecting with the breath. Inhale. 
exhale, connecting through with this meditation. Merlin points up towards the moon with his staff, and he says, let the moon open our hearts. Let the moon open our potential. Let the moon carry us forward in this battle. And now, as you look up at the moon, you see a small distortion in space and time begin to appear next to it. A portal begins to open. You feel the, ten- you feel the texture of the air begin to shift. A portal slowly begins to open next to the moon. And as it does, a darkness begins to pour out. You see a form falling out of it, moving through it. A giant snake worm of blackness, of darkness, larger than you can even comprehend, pours out through this portal with it, smoke and debris and chaos pouring forward. You feel fear strike into your heart. Apophis has arrived. Apophis moves himself in front of the moon eclipsing it, reminding you that the eclipse in itself is significant and is reflection of Apophis' arrival, knowing that this battle here will be one of many through the ages, knowing that this is a moment for you to tell Apophis that we choose life, to maintain Mount Maru, to keep it as it is, so that we can continue living in this moment. As Apophis pours himself out of this portal, bigger in scale than you can even imagine, you begin to see debris and asteroids and rocks of different formation falling off of Apophis and falling out of the sky as it lands in different areas across the battlefield, across the field, between the different mountains. And as they crash into the ground in different explosions, you see smoke begin to billow as you see at a distance other armies beginning to engage. And then off in the distance in front of you, you see a giant rock crash only 500 meters in front of you as Apophis soars up above you. And as he does, you begin to see other, other asteroids and other rocks beginning to crash all around in different parts of the battlefield, even hitting other mountains of Mount Maru off in the distance. It is obvious that this is causing destruction. It is obvious that not everyone will get out of this alive. And so, as the rock in front of you crashes into the ground, smoke billows up in a massive explosion. You stand your line as Merlin, pacing back and forth on a horse, gently waits for the right time. And then, at a distance, you begin to see shapes and form emerge out of the darkness. Entities of all different forms and shapes and sizes, chaos embodied, not so much life, but rather extensions of Apophis itself here to challenge us, here to bring us into a place in which we will feel the fear, yet choose to be able to rise through it, to rise above it. And so you see at a distance an army of darkness moving towards you, all different different forms, all different shapes, all different sizes, spider-like entities, humanoid-like entities, entities that make your heart strike in fear. And yet, Standing amongst the dream guardians, you feel a sense of courage come over you. You feel a sense of love filling your heart and even a sense of courage which you have never known before. Merlin, taking his staff, pointing it towards the darkness of the chaos, he says, Dream guardians, now, 
now is the time let us ride let us move towards these darkness let us spread the light let us be the light together we will turn apophis back ride ride now go go now and then just like that merlin moves towards the darkness riding on his horse as all of the dream guardians begin to run towards it breaking formation you begin to see the different dream guardians shifting and shaping through different forms of themselves some of them growing larger some of them turning into different animals of their forms some of them moving at speeds which you have yet to even fully comprehend jumping and bouncing left and right doing what each of them is capable of within the dream relative to their unique abilities and then Azra standing next to you transforms into his silver wolf form yet bigger than he normally usually is Azra telepathically communicates to you he says get on get on quick now and so you jump onto Azra's back riding Azra towards the darkness in front of you you see Merlin up ahead as Merlin using his staff shoots a white light from his from his staff piercing through the darkness in front of him yet as it pierces through destroying the darkness more darkness collapses in and envelops the space in which he shot through you see Merlin disappear into the smoke and the chaos in front of you lights and sparks emit you yourself are moving closer into it you begin to see other dream guardians engaging in the combat and just like that you find yourself front on the front lines of this battle no time to turn back no time to second guess now is the time and the training comes into action everything that you've done up to this point has brought you to this moment your goal is to push back the chaos and to survive just like that, Azra, as a wolf form with you on top, jumps and leaps into the chaos bound. Moving into the chaos, Azra takes the chaos into his mouth, ripping different forms and entities as you ride on the back of him, carrying the sword of vision, holding it in the air, striking back entities as they come at you left and right. And as you do this in your left hand or your right hand, feeling the energy balls that you have gathered from earlier not having to use a mantra but bringing the energy into your hand and shooting them in different directions simultaneously multitasking you jump off Azra as Azra turns back into his humanoid form and then from there Azra engages in his own form of sword combat fighting into the darkness pushing back the chaos you feel the chaos pushing into you swiping at it left and right destroying the entities all around you shooting the energy balls exploding them at a distance seeing all sorts of chaos envelop your vision envelop your sight you continue to main focus you continue to connect with your breath up above you you look and you see apophis soaring through the sky you see more of the chaos pouring off of him comets and asteroids landing all around you landing off in the distance landing and crushing into the middle of mount maru the kingdom which you recently walked out of you are reminded that this must be brought to an end that we must end this as soon as we can to prevent as much chaos as possible and so as you continue to fight the chaos, Azra standing nearby you, engaging in his own sword combat, you feel the chaos pushing up against you. You have a shield that you pick up off the ground, pushing it and feeling the weight of it. You even feel some pain as you hear, as you get pushed back by some of the chaos, and yet you swipe back at it with your sword, getting back up, using your leaps and your jumps to move up above them, 
diving and responding in ways that you never even fully knew possible, shooting the chaos with your energy balls. Chaos envelops you. This continues for more than you can even imagine as you allow yourself to survive in this moment. And then you hear off in the distance, Merlin, he says, Azra, dreamer, now, we have to do it now. We have a chance to end this as soon as possible. And so you and Azra continuing to fight, Azra transforming back into wolf form. He continues to rip the entities from left and to right. Azra valiantly fighting forward in this moment of chaos. You continuing to fight alongside him. You see other dreamers continuing to engage in battle. Explosions erupting around you. Chaos all around you. And yet in this moment, you are trusting in your intuition to survive. Suddenly, you feel an urge to duck, and you duck as a blade from another chaos entity swipes over top of you. You kick it with the heel of your foot, flipping the entity over top of you, and as you stand up, another one approaches you. You take your blade, swiping through its torso, cutting it in half. Another one comes at you as you take an energy ball and shoot it into its chest, exploding it right in front of you. You hear the screeches and the horrifying noises of the chaos forming itself into the mist and into the different forms that it brings itself back into. It's seemingly never ending. For each one you destroy, more continuing to appear. It is merely a battle that will be prolonged until you can end it by bringing Apophis to an end, by turning him around using the Sword of Vision. You are reminded of Merlin's call. You quickly jump onto Azra's back as he is in wolf form, and you jump out of the midst of the combat Merlin off in the distance fighting chaos he says we have a chance Apophis is at a point where we will be able to reach him and then from there Merlin using the magic within his own will he lifts up the ground he lifts up the element of the earth creating a, a series of steps and pillars for Azra to jump up along bringing him up higher into the sky you feel all of the sensations in this moment you feel the pain that you felt from earlier yet oh yet very minimal in the midst of all of the adrenaline running through your body and the focus that you have in this moment you know that you can end this you know that you can bring this to an end and so as Merlin using his strength clearly draining his own energy rises the earth in different steps and in different ledges bringing it into similar formation to the training stages from earlier Azra jumps as high as he can in the wolf form rising above from one ledge to the next to a point where suddenly you look down and you see the battlefields all around you small as you are now hundreds of meters up in the sky midway point between the ground and a pocket above you you see the battles off in the distance different armies fighting the chaos you see the armies of the naga the half human half serpentite entities and mythology that you have thought was mythology fighting the chaos in front of one of the other mountains on the other side you look and you can see what appears to be the crash and the thunder of norse demigods and gods fighting who have arrived at this point as well to turn back the chaos of apophis all of these armies here in this moment rising together to prove to apophis that we choose life that we choose to continue living and so at this point you realize that you're close enough to Apophis where now the asteroids that were crashing to the ground earlier are now actually in orbit around Apophis. You take a moment to look up at Apophis. Its scale is enormous. Its teeth all over it. 
its its horrifying portrayal is something that strikes fear into your soul, yet calls you into a deeper sense of courage and of bravery. And then Azra, quickly and intuitively, he jumps from the highest ledge that you're on onto one of the rocks that are floating within the orbit of the Apophis. And you jump from rock to rock to rock to rock, slowly gaining higher, slowly getting closer to the underside and the belly of the beast, slowly rising yourself to the point where you will be able to bring an end to this. And just as you're getting higher and higher and higher, Suddenly, a sensation comes at you from your right, and suddenly, an incredible force knocks you into the air as you feel it, the concussion run through your entire body. You feel yourself landing on one of the rocks nearby, and Azra getting knocked off onto another rock. And then you look down and you see Azra on a rock, clearly injured, as you realize what had just happened a flying entity of chaos has struck you in Azra as you rose up closer to the Apophis. Azra, clearly injured on the rock below, the rock slowly moves off into the distance as it begins to fall to the gravity of the ground below you. Azra, looking back up you, you can hear his telepathic thoughts as he says, Do not wait for me. Go forward. You do not need me to finish this. This is your journey. You can end this. Do this now. The rock that Azra's on slowly falls into the chaos, into the smoke at a distance. You regain your focus and your composure, keeping your focus on what it is that you must do, feeling the sort of vision in your hand. The chaos still surrounds you as you see flying entities of all sorts in the air, other entities from different mythology fighting them as well. And then from there you can see up above you Apophis, the eye, it is opened, now is the time, you need to get closer. And so you see the different rocks floating at a difference, each one moving within the orbit of Apophis. You remember your training earlier, you remember the lightness, bringing it into your heart, now is the time, you can do this. Without even thinking too much of it, you jump as high as you can from one ledge that you're on, from one rock that you're on, onto another rock, landing on it. And then you find yourself from there jumping onto another rock, having to time it precisely in order to be able to meet the distance with as much as you're capable of. Apophis, you're close to him. You can see the eye. It is open. You hold the sort of vision tight. Then from there, you know that there is one more rock. If you make this jump, you are within range and you can end this. And then from there, you remind yourself of what it is that you're capable of. This last jump is further than any of the jumps that you have made so far. You let go of the fear. You bring in love. Gentle inhale. Connecting. You feel the moon up above you. Breathe. Everything comes to a stillness. The chaos turns to silence. You're connected through your heart and your breath. And just like that, you make eye contact with the rock floating at a distance and you jump and you feel yourself soaring through the sky higher and further than you have before. And you land on the rock, landing there. And then, from there, you notice that you're within range of Apophis. You have made it. You see the eye opening up above you, or you're holding the sword. And as you do this, you hear the voice of Azra in your mind. You hear Azra say, Now! Do it now! End this! End this! And then, just like that, you take the sword, and you look into the eye of Apophis staring back at you. 
an abyss that you look within the eye like an eye like you have never seen before you take one more second without having to hesitate you take the sword and you drive it into the center of the eye as hard as you can and as you do you feel a shift in your sensations you feel a shift in your environment your sensations suddenly your awareness of where you are goes somewhere else you're not able to fully comprehend it yet you feel yourself in a different space in a different location there's something else happening something which you cannot fully comprehend a conversation that is had and yet you are not fully able to remember it something left to the realms of the deeper imagination and then with a flash of light suddenly you awaken and you notice yourself falling from the sky and you notice as you look up above Apophis dissolving, transitioning from one dimension to the next, the sword of vision still in your hand as you grip it tightly. You're free falling from the sky. You've done it. You've succeeded. And yet, you are exhausted. And in this moment, as Apophis slowly begins to dissolve and transition back into another dimension, you see and you look around as you see the chaos of the war and the smoke still billowing all over the place. You connect with your breath, and in this moment, a part of you accepts the inevitable fate of death as you free-fall down from the sky, suspended, feeling the air moving around you, feeling the weight of your body moving towards the ground. You breathe in this moment, and you feel an overwhelming sense of peace and a sense of love, knowing that you have succeeded. And then, in that moment, you feel... The talons of something grab you and lift you up into the air. Your eyes open as you look and you see a giant owl carrying you through the sky. This owl quickly brings you down onto the ground as it drops you there. And then the owl quickly transforms back into Merlin himself. Merlin turns around and he looks at you. You can tell that he is overwhelmed with a variety of emotions and sensations. And he says, you've done it. You've turned Apophis back. This war has come to an end. For now, until the next eclipse, we have turned him back. We have proven to him that we have the willpower, that we have spoken our voice, that we choose to live. Now, come with me quick, before it's too late. And then, just like that, Merlin, leading you through the smoke and the chaos of the battlefield around you, you find yourself going through and looking around. You see all sorts of other dreamers in varying conditions, some walking, some wounded, some less than a formidable fate. The chaos of the smoke all around you rocks all over the place. And through the chaos and the smoke, you arrive at a rock. And there you see, as Merlin stands next to the rock, Azra. And on top of him, a rock, pinning him by his torso. You walk up to him as he is still in wolf form, and you look him in the eyes. Suddenly, a sense of heartfelt emotion overcomes you. You look at him in his eyes. You know that he's not going to make it. You know that his journey is about to come to an end within this dream. Azra, looking at you through his canine wolf eyes, telepathically communicating to you, he says, Thank you. Thank you for doing this. I'm glad that we did it. I'm glad that we did it together. This was never about me. This was about all of us. And we did this together. 
And then you look at Azra and you say to him, you say to him, no, 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 you can't leave, no. I love you, you can't leave, not like this, not like this. And then in this moment, you put your paw, you put your hand on Azra's paw. You take a moment here to hug him and you breathe into this, allowing any emotions to fill your heart, to fill your spirit, to fill your soul. Azra says to you, he says, let this moment here be my gift to you. Let this bring you more strength and know that this is not the end. I will see you in another dream. From one dream to another, we will meet again. You take another moment here, tightly hugging Azra, feeling his fur, feeling the warmth of his body, feeling his heart. And as you continue to breathe, you just cry into him as much as you need to. Azra, no, no, this wasn't supposed to be like this. You didn't do anything wrong. This is exactly what was supposed to happen. We did it. And the story continues from here. Be strong. Be courageous. Be love. Be everything that you already are. Dream guardian. And as you continue to hold Azra, you say to him, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then his heart, slowly, the beat begins to lessen. And then just like that, he moves from one realm to another. You feel his spirit transition. You continue to hug him as much as you need to. You continue to hold him, knowing that though this physical body is not who he is alone, you can't help but be overwhelmed by the sensation of this loss of a friend. Even though in your mind you know that you will see him again and your tears do not always represent sadness, but they represent love in this moment for all of your friends who have been through many layers of the dream together. Thank you, Asra. Thank you. I love you. I will always love you. So you allow any emotions that you need to move through you, any tears that you need to let flow. Merlin stands next to you, giving you your space. You hold on to Azra as much as you need to. And then from there, you take your time and you gently stand back. You look at Azra again and you see that it looks like he is simply sleeping. Merlin walks over to you. You hug Merlin intuitively. He gives you a hug, the hug that a father would give its child. He doesn't say anything at all. You simply hug there, crying as much as you need to, overwhelmed with the sensations in this moment, yet still reflecting on what it is that you've accomplished, the lives that you have saved, the chaos that you have turned back. <sighs> you breathe. This was never meant to be easy but it's necessary for you to become more of who you are. You look up at Merlin. You say to him, so, what happens next? Merlin, he looks at you and he says, there's one more thing for us to do. The full moon is still full. There is one more thing in which we will do before you return back to the other layers of the dream. And so, as you walk off the battlefield, leaving behind you 
the memories of the past, moving forward into the future with new strength. You enter back into the kingdom, and there, though you see chaos and destruction from what has happened from the different rocks and the different creatures crashing into the city, you also see people cheering in the streets, meeting your arrival with joy and celebration, thanking you, hugging you, so grateful for everything that you have done, for the sacrifices that you have done to stand, to be the light in the face of chaos, for being love. And so you walk through the streets mixed in emotions, unable to completely smile, still reflecting on the loss of Azra, yet reminded of his words. Let this too be a gift. Let this be a gift for you to find new strength. You know that you will see Azra again, yet you are still affected by the experience of his loss. And so, as you walk through the kingdom, Merlin and the others of the remaining Dream Guardians arrive back into the courtyard, back into the headquarters of the Dream Guardians. You arrive there together, and the other Dream Guardians begin to move themselves into the formation of a circle. From there, you join the circle. And Merlin sets a crystal in the middle of the circle. And he stands at the side along with you. And he talks, standing up as the other dream guardians, standing around or sitting, each to their own. He says, dream guardians, we have done this again. Apophis has been turned back. And yet us be reminded that the Apophis that we fought today is not simply one entity. It in itself is a reflection of chaos itself. Yet knowing that chaos is another form of the light, that the chaos is merely the love out of harmony, that the Apophis in itself is a gift, is a way for us to know and to call into us to activate into more of our potential as we continue to evolve through the many, many layers of this dream. And so as much as Apophis has arrived here at Mount Miru once again, we are reminded that Apophis will appear through the many layers of the dream in many different forms beyond just the moments of the eclipse. The Apophis will arise through anger and frustration. The Apophis will arise through greed and of envy. The Apophis will arise through many forms that you will recognize in the world around you. And so your job is to continue to know that this Apophis is there as a teacher and to not be angry at it, but to meet it too with love, to meet it too with love, compassion, and also patience, and to use your will and your vigilance to alchemize the situations that Apophis arrives within, to transform them into the light. And so, Dream Guardians, let us take this moment to, to use our collective magic and our vision and our attention to bring light into the different layers of the dream, into the earth realm, into the many realms, into the places where it is needed. And so with that, Merlin murmuring some simple words of incantation 
a small circle of light appears in the middle of the circle that you are in, floating in the air. Merlin invites each of the guardians to join in this moment to collectively project our love through this light in the middle as a portal, as a wormhole to the earth, to the all layers of the dream itself, to encode it with love, to encode it with hope, to encode it with consciousness so that more of us can awaken to the light within ourselves and alchemize the Apophis within ourselves, within all layers of the dream. And so you take a moment here connecting with your breath. The circle in the middle begins to grow larger, projecting your love into this. You feel the sensations of the other dreamers. Merlin instructs you that we will guide through this with simple ohms, allowing our ohms to carry the vibrations of our heart forward through this dream into the many layers of it. And so, as you look into the center of the circle, you can see through it the perception of Earth. You can see through it the people there. And then you pour your love into it, pouring your love into the future, pouring your intention into the awakening of consciousness itself. Merlin instructs you, let us begin through the ohms as it carries this intention. So together, inhale, exhale, then ohm. Begin, deep inhale. And ohm. few more let each one be as palpable as it needs to carrying the love imagining the earth itself being enveloped in a purple fluorescent indigo light moving more love right into each and every part of it into the heart of it through each moment into the past and into the future co-creating the next steps of the dream for all of us move into the next ohm Together, all of the dream guardians gather. You feel the energy palpable. You feel the circle in the middle beginning to pulse, beginning to emanate an energy in itself. The dream guardians collectively focusing their intentions, all of the dream guardians within this broadcast, within this meditation, collectively sharing our intention into this moment through the guidance of Merlin. Gentle inhale. Exhale. Oh. Good, good. Feel it in your breath, connecting any activation sensations, being aware of those up the spine. Good, good. Moving into the next OM, we will conclude the meditation here, conclude the projection here, conclude the magic, continuing the magic beyond this moment. Gentle inhales, allowing all of your love to go into this om, allowing all the light to pour into the world for all of the dreamers, for all of the journeyers, feeling Azra in, the, in your heart as well, knowing that he too is a part of this meditation. All of us are a part of this intention. Deep inhale. Exhale, om. The dream guardians sitting in this circle, 
emitting their intentions of love and of light, pouring it through the portal into the earth grid, into the many layers of the dream, doing what is needed, changing the future, changing the past, changing the present through the intentions of our collective thoughts. This is real. This is happening. This story is one that we are experiencing and creating together in this moment. From there, Merlin instructs you and reminds you of what it is that you've done. Thanking you once again for choosing to be here, reminding you that it is a choice. Each one of you is a lantern. Each one of you is a light. Where you choose to shine it and where you choose to bring it is within your free will. So thank you for bringing it to the circle. Thank you for shining it where it is needed. Thank you for being the light and the love to alchemize the chaos within this world, to bring more harmony into it, to bring more awakening into it, to bring more love into it, and to being on guard of all the virtues that we see within this reality, the virtues of compassion, the virtues of community, the virtues of love and loyalty, of mystery, of expression, of knowledge itself, the virtues of what the dreamer is capable of. And so you connect here in this moment, just a couple more breaths, allowing yourself to relax. The portal in the middle slowly begins to close in on itself, centering into a single point and then gently disappearing. Yet this connection is always open. With a couple more breaths, the meditation of the dream guardians here slowly comes to an end as you stand yourself up within your imagination And you walk back over to Merlin as he meets you halfway, putting his hand on your shoulder. And he says, well, Dream Guardian, thank you again. It's time for us to return to the layers of the dream from which you came. When the time comes, you will return here once again. And until then, reminding you to keep carrying the light, to keep the story continued to be and choose to be the dream guardian on all layers. Bring the lucidity in. Bring the awareness into all of that you're capable of in everything that you are capable of. And so you say to Merlin, looking him in the eyes, thank you too, reflecting back on everything you have been through, the training, the battle, Azra's words as well. And so you look Merlin in the eyes and through the heart and you reach forward and you hug him a strong and warm hug you can tell that he is proud of you you can tell that he knows that you've gone through something challenging yet out of it you have awakened into more of who you are and from there as the hug ends you look up again and you see the moon shining above you in sync with the meditation that you just did this entire time the full moon portal activating and opening everything that is needed your heart your mind your visions your intention from there merlin gently walks you out of the courtyard you take another moment to turn back and you look at the training facility you look at the paradigm shift sigil above it and you remind yourself of what it means of companionship of focus of courage of the dream guardians standing together left and right, focused through the middle, connected, 
with the higher awareness of who we are, both future, present, and past. And as you look at the exit, you remind yourself of Azra sitting in front of it in canine form. You feel the sensations of his presence, even though he is not physically there within this layer of the dream. You thank him again in the back of your mind, knowing and looking forward to when you will see him again knowing that he is where he needs to be within his own path of his journey, honoring all of our paths within our journey. And then from there, Merlin and you walk through the kingdom, past the places that you saw before. You see the children running around again, some of them coming up and thanking Merlin. The small child, the same one from earlier, comes up to you, looks at you in the eyes, and gives you a big hug on your, on your leg saying to you, thank 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 you. And you hug them back. You say, thank you. And then from there, a smile comes across the young child's face. Merlin and you continue to walk out of the kingdom. And as you do, Merlin, standing where you were when you first entered into the land of Mount Maru, into the kingdom of the Duat, the land between lands, the dimensions between dimensions, the place in which many spirits reside, the place in which you have the opportunity to return to, and the place that will continue to thrive and exist because you, because you and Azra, because you and all those who stood with you chose to stand guard for it, chose to say that you chose life. And now you know that in your heart, that reality continues. Mount Maru continues. And you know that this is not the end. That Apophis too shall return on the next eclipse of the full moon. And when he does, you know that you will be ready for it. For any challenges that will come your way. For any new elements that may arrive. And so you take another here to, moment here to breathe. You look at the Mount Maru in the middle and you see the moon up above it, aligning it through the center. A sense of calm and peaceness comes over you. <sighs> what a journey. Merlin, from there, looks at you and he says, Well, it's time for us to return you back, to return you back to where you are needed. And from there, Merlin, looking you in the eyes, he gently takes his wand and places it ever so softly against your third eye, the crystal cooling on your forehead. And he says to you, gently close your eyes, dream guardian. It is time for us to return. And then as you close your eyes, you feel a sensation of white and light fill your body, fill your form, your heart expanding, words echoing, you hear the voice of Azra, anything that he needs to say to you in this moment, he says to you through the thoughts that you need to hear. And as you feel this whiteness and this lightness come over you, you slowly begin to open your eyes and you realize that you are back in the forest, back where you began. Merlin is no longer there and you are where you are. And so, in the forest that you're familiar with, 
a different texture in this element of the dream, you prepare yourself to return to the other layer of the dream, the other layer in which this story continues, in which your intentions still create, in which your thoughts still manifest, in which courage still resides in your heart. And you prepare yourself to move out into the bigger parts of the dream to continue to be a dream guardian, to continue to bring love to where love is needed, to bring compassion, to bring patience, to bring courage, to bring inspiration, to bring the light, to be the light. And so from there, you sit down on the floor of the forest and you connect into a meditation that will bring you back into your awareness of your physical body connecting with the breath, remembering and embodying all that you've been through. The experience, as short as it was, feels like it is so long as well. This journey was very real for you. This journey is now a part of your experience, is a part of our collective experience that we have activated through together. And so with your dream eyes closed, connecting through the breath, bringing awareness to the breath, and slowly begin to aware, bring awareness back to the physical body, back to the awareness of where you are right here, right now. And when you're ready, bringing forward with you, carrying with you that courage, that newly activated bravery in your heart, bringing it with you as you bring awareness back into your physical body. And slowly, when you're ready, gently wiggle your toes and your fingers and gently, at your own pace, choose if you want to, to open your eyes and bring your awareness back to the space around you. So continue to breathe, keeping your eyes as closed as they wish to keep them, and slowly coming back. Good, good. And so it is. Well, guys, thank you so much once again for being a part of this. It's an honor to be able to share this experience with you, to be able to co-create it with you. That was a very powerful one, a very exciting one. Um, I was crying on my end when Azra went through what he went through. And uh, yes, there was a reason... There were many elements to this dream. There was many textures to this story. And it was a very important one to share. And I'm glad to be able to share it with you guys. And I will say for those of you who notice, the elements of Azra, the day that we are doing this meditation, August 18th, is exactly one month from when our dog, my dog Shelby, walked across the Rainbow Bridge on my birthday on July 18th. And so to be able to bring similar teachings, it was to bring his awareness, his spirit into the story through Azra as well. And so that was part of the intention. So shout out to Shelby, my German shepherd dog. Shout out for you for joining us in this dream through Azra's experience as well. That was just like a little something. So. <laughs> So yeah, thank you and much love guys for for being a part of that. And yes, please continue to share the show with your friends. Leave your comments in the chat. Let me know what you guys thought about this. Leave your comments for this on Facebook, on YouTube, 
like this video on YouTube. It makes a huge difference just to be able to continue to get this out there to invite more people into this experience. And of course, this is a part of the ongoing story. So the story from here is what happens next. Now that there is a more activated part of the dream guardian. Again, it is about being a guardian within this dream being a better dreamer within this layer of the dream, understanding that our thoughts still create within this dream as well. And so we carry that with us, as I said, through love and through intention, through doing things like free hugs, through the things of documenting our spiritual journey, through creating conscious media, which is what we do in this project, through the quest journals and the conscious articles, the ongoing team building hangouts and the broadcasts and the future full moon meditations that will continue the story even further. <sighs> so thank you guys so much for being a part of this. We're going to bring an end to this broadcast. But again, just much love, much love. Encouraging you guys to go out there, get some fresh air, whether you're listening to this at the time of, of the full moon or in the future, it doesn't matter. Time is an illusion. <laughs> but encouraging you guys to go out, get some fresh air, have a light snack, drink some water, even write about what your experience was. Again, feel free to leave your comments. I, I look forward to hearing what this was like for you guys. And, and it was very powerful. It was powerful for, for all of us as well. And, and thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for, for going into battle together. Again, you know, like that's a very powerful symbolic thing. Just so, yeah. Shout out to Apophis for, for helping us rise into more of who we are. And Apophis, A-P-O-P-H-I-S. You can look it up. Look up more about the mythology of Apophis. And even look up more about Mount Meru, M-O-U-N-T-M-E-R-U. And look up more about the Duat, Duat, D-U-A-I-T. All of those are real things that I encourage you guys to look more into that we incorporated into this meditation to add more texture to it. So that it's actually like a real thing which is like a, a, a beautiful idea in itself so yeah definitely like a lot of this meditation was you can refer to it as channeled but for me it's like knowing this opportunity is here and listening and answering the question of what needs to be told and that's my role within this as a facilitator as another part of you to deliver to you the stories that we want to tell ourselves as consciousness to help wake itself up so yes, we are waking up. We're continuing to wake up. That meditation at the end, putting more love into the grid, that makes a difference. You are now activated more as a guardian. Continue to activate. Continue to practice your energy balls and your lightsabers and your sword fighting and your jumping within your dream and your imagination and bring that into your dreams through lucidity. Maybe you'll even get to Mount Maru within your lucid dreams if you choose to go there. It's quite possible. So I mean, the story continues. So thank you so much, guys, for being a part of this. Of course, reminding you guys that a huge, huge way to be able to help continue the support and to show your appreciation for this project is through the contributions of signing up for the team Patreon. And that is patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton. The links are on the website. In that, you can find the also the Shifter Booster Kit, which comes with as many shift buttons as you ask for, which are tools that we use as Dream Guardians, as Light Guardians, as Jedi, as shifters to help wake people up and help accelerate the shift and connect people back to this website and even back to this global meditation 
because the website's on the buttons and the buttons have awesome symbolism on them and they're great for connecting with people and shifting paradigms. So and building community and remind you guys to build community where you are, build a paradigm shift community where you are. And there's more about that on the website. And we'll always talk more about that, but for the time being, just thank you guys so much. Signing up for $3 a month at Patreon makes a huge difference, gives you also access to special bonus stuff in the future and helps support the ongoing evolution of this project and more ongoing free conscious media. So sign up when you can to the Patreon book market. Check out paradigmshiftcentral.com. You can create a profile on there to join in and create your own quest journals and the story will continue and continue to chat. I look forward to continuing to communicate with you guys and to hearing more from you of how this experience was with you. So with that said, guys, we are going to bring this episode to an end. And as always, choose to be the change that you wish to see in the world. Go out there, help find the other dream guardians. You, There are many out there and you can be the synchronicity. You can be the portal and which helps connect them together, building the tribe, activating together, rebirthing, from within on all levels, bringing more light into this world. So dream guardians, I see you, I thank you, and I love you, unite. So there we go, guys. Much love. This broadcast is officially over. Share it with your friends. Continue the shift of ism. Continue the conscious conversations where you are. And as always, you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon and facebook.com forward slash Skull Babylon. Connect with me there. Message me anything you want. And as always, I will see you guys in the future. Much love and keep it shifty. Thank you again for tuning in to another exciting episode of Paradigm Shift Radio. Future broadcasts and the evolution of this project are made possible thanks to our collective community support. Sign up at the team Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get your Shifter Booster Kit which comes with as many shift buttons as you ask for. Potent tools for hacking the matrix and building community where you are. Thank you for choosing to be the change that you wish to see and keep it shifty. One love.